Well, the draft has come and gone, and now it's time to shift focus over to free agency. And here to help me preview the pending free agency period is Ryan Novozinski. He is a writer for NJ.com. A lot of you on Devil's Twitter might already be familiar with his work, and he is here to talk everything from the development camp, the draft, his talk with Tom Fitzgerald, and the overall direction that the New Jersey Devils might be shifting for this upcoming season. There's a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And joined alongside me, it's the myth, the legend. It is Ryan Novozinski, writer for NJ.com. Ryan, how you doing? Trey, I'm doing great, man. First and foremost, you're a, you're a myth and a legend in your own right. So uh, so we cannot, you know, I, I don't like to take that credit because uh, honestly, like when I first got on this beat, I was I was listening uh, to this podcast quite a bit um, and I still do all the time. Um, so, you know, respect to you and, and for, you know, helping me really, you know, get into this team a lot uh, and, and really, you know, understands like some of the more ins and outs of it um, than, than previously known. Uh, so, yeah, respect to you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, and it goes two ways because I also look at some of your tweets. I look at some of your articles for some of my episodes as well, just because I, like I said, before we start recording, you're like uh, the Adrian Wojnarowski for the New Jersey Devils. Everyone on Twitter, like every time you tweet about it, every time you say something about it, it's official. So if uh, Dougie Hamilton fractured his ankle is out for the rest of the year and you're the first to report it, then I guess it really did happen. So <laughs> Um, but no, no, that did happen. Just give it, just give it an example, everyone. So Ryan, uh, you actually went to development camp before we start recording. So how was that experience? Like, like, what did, who did you see? Who surprised you the most? And, uh, what can you, uh, give my listeners some insight? Yeah. Yeah. First and foremost, I I do want to say this, that, that I was, um, I, I wish I was still at development camp right now, because as you can see, I'm in my room right now. This is where Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll break some news or post my stories. Uh, most of the time I'm in my bed doing it um, and I have horrible lighting in here. So I think that, you know, the, the um, Prudential Center has much better lighting. So, uh, you know, I, I wish that I was there right now. But yeah, to answer your question, um, I would say like today was kind of a more laid back day. Um, there was just kind of, you know, getting everyone into, into the swing of things. And it was a lot of te- a lot of workout tests and stuff like that. Um, what I can say is this, uh, in terms of what I saw from the workouts today, I mean, I would just say that Alexander Holtz is really strong. Um, not only that, he's super quick. He had to do, you know, some, some agility training too there. Uh, um, and I would say, you know, his, his, his cardio training as well. I would say that he is a super, super fast dude. I, I got there um, a little bit late and, and I didn't have access to the the specific workouts, but um, from what he's told us that he, you know, he's, he's, you know, built, uh, more of a frame up and he looks stronger, um, from what was pointed out by other reporters there. Um, Amanda Stein actually pointed that out that he, you know, looks a little bit uh, stronger and he, like I said, he's super quick. So we're going to find out more this week once they're actually on ice, but, but yeah, right now, what I could say is that, you know, a lot of these guys are in good shape and, and a lot of these guys are, 
are taller than I expected. I mean, uh, Simon Nemitz is, is, is a tall dude and um, he's a big dude and he's, you know, younger than, than all of us by, by a couple of years, I would say. Well, that's good because uh, it's funny you mentioned about Alexander Holtz because wasn't he on the same uh, training program as Jesper Bratt? Or, or... I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, he was this, this summer. He was training with Jesper Bratt in Sweden. Um, it was uh, Holtz. It was uh, and the two Bratt brothers uh, because uh, Philip Bratt is in uh, New Jersey today. He was at the camp um, and he is just a guy who is a he's he's a firecracker. And I mean that uh, in just his quotes alone, like you could tell he's just a down to earth guy um, who really just like had a good head on his shoulders, meaning like he, he, he was funny. He was charismatic. Um, we didn't get to see him play today, obviously, but I'm, I'm very excited to see, you know, how he plays and how he meshes um, with some of the other defensemen this week, you know, and, and that's what's kind of interesting about it. He's he doesn't stick out as being a super tall guy. Um, when I looked at him, I actually was pretty level headed with him. I'm, I'm like five, nine, five, ten. Um, and I, I looked at him and I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, he's a defenseman. And I know there's some defensemen that are that size, but. You know, he I, I've heard that his game and I'm excited to see this this week is is one that's aggressive and hardworking. That's what one scout uh, described it as. I know that's pretty vague, but um, when you're in the Brat family, I feel like aggressive and hardworking is, is a good uh, adjective, good adjectives to use. Well, maybe we could get two Brat brothers in the NHL, because right now the overall goal is to get two Hughes brothers in the NHL. Well, technically, there are two Hughes brothers in the NHL, but. Uh, two Hughes brothers playing on the same team uh, before the end of the season because Luke Hughes is going to do uh, his sophomore year at the University of Michigan. So uh, I guess the goal is to get him and Jack to play on the same sheet of ice before the season ends because I, I presume that he'll sign his entry-level deal once he completed his uh, uh, sophomore year at the University of Michigan. So uh, let's talk about Simon Nemish uh, real fast because obviously it was a bit of a shocker that the New Jersey Devils drafted him with the second overall pick obviously you know I, I I thought maybe they would go with Logan Cooley or Shane Wright the better players available on the board however I say you don't usually draft the best player available you draft what your team needs I talked about this with Jersey Joe I talked about this with a few other scouts which is uh the fact of the matter is the New Jersey Devils were, were stacked at the center position with Mercer Hughes and also Heischer so it's just like it wouldn't really theoretically make sense to bring in Logan Cooley or Shane Wright when none of them will be our 1A uh, center, especially since Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer are signed long-term. So I guess that kind of makes sense because, you know, long-term, we wouldn't be putting them in a position to uh, just go out there and do their respective thing. But going back to Simon Nemish, uh, what can you tell us about Nemish other than he likes to wear jorts, which, by the way, is way out of, out of style? Yeah, so so first and foremost, to to address the George thing, uh, apparently that, that people pointed out to me online today that that's that's huge in Slovakia. So um, we'll start there. He's Slovakian. Um, he is, you know, went back to back uh, in terms of Slovakian picks, obviously with uh, Jaroslav Slavkovsky, um, and they're they're good buddies, you know, growing up. So that that's honestly an interesting connection there. For months and months and months, I I really did think that it would be Slavkovsky. I thought that was you know almost a lock because I thought that right going number one was a lock um and then as you know more things came out you obviously saw all the shifts there all the shifts at the top as a whole in, in, in general like you saw everyone from like you said like a logan cooley could have went number one and i would not have been surprised but <clears throat> here's what i could tell you from 
a skill set pers uh, perspective with with Nemitz. Um, he's a very offensive style defenseman. Um, there was, you know, some people compared him. There was a report today that compared him to uh, to Roman Yossi, which which I think if, if the Devils can get someone like that, I think that'd be, you know, obviously very impressive for them to uh, to to grab at the number two pick. I know a lot of teams were interested in having him at the number two pick. Um, you know, it's sort of in that range of of you know the one to three range. Um, I wouldn't say one. Uh, I, I, I definitely wouldn't say one, but um, I would say, you know, like the two to four range of picks there. Um, and I could tell you specifically speaking on the Devils, I know that they were very intrigued by him for months and months and months. They were intrigued by the top two defensemen in this draft, uh, uh, that being Nemitz and, and uh, Juracek. I think that the Devils are very satisfied with who they came away with on, on uh, the first side of the draft. And then obviously the second day of the draft too. I mean, another player too, uh, another right-handed defenseman that I really like that the Devils got is Seamus Casey. Um, so yeah, the Devils, I, I think they had a very solid draft and I think they think that they had a solid draft and I think they're very satisfied with who they got. So Seamus Casey, is he uh, committed to play at the University of Michigan if, I, if my memory is good? That's right, man. Yeah, he's committed to Michigan along with uh, with Edwards and and uh, Luke Hughes there. So yeah, there, there's... There's a little bit of a, a minor league system going on there uh, with the New Jersey Devils up there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, I guess uh, Luke Hughes won't be alone after all, because obviously Owen Power, Ken Johnson, Matty Beneers signed their entry level deals. And University of Michigan was, uh, you know, one of the best assembled college hockey teams in recent memory, in my opinion. So um, they took over in the draft last year so. Ultimately, you can't go wrong with playing uh, in the great state of Michigan, especially since it's near Canada. But ultimately, uh, I have this question for you, and I'm not sure if you can answer it or not. But I heard rumors saying that the New Jersey Devils were obviously in the running for Alex DeBrinket. I heard uh, also some uh, rumblings happening saying that maybe they were aiming for Vladimir Tarasenko. I hear those talks are still ongoing. Uh, were the New Jersey Devils ever close to trading away their second overall pick or did they have a deal in the works, but it just fell through and they just said, you know what, we're going to hold on to it. What can you tell me about the overall mindset that Tom Fitzgerald had going into the draft? Yeah, there was, a, there was a couple interesting things that, I, that I've learned about this number two pick. Number one is that um, there was like, as he, as Fitzgerald himself revealed in the press conference, there was just a lot of tire kicking when it came to uh, came to the talks for the number two pick. And he said, that's honestly what a lot of uh, deals, potential deals start off as. Um, but what I can also say, and this is, you know, referencing the press conference again, um, was that, you know, he, he wanted someone that, uh, I guess, you know, in, a, in acquiring someone for this, this number two overall pick, he really wanted someone that, uh, that could have uh, a, a consistent contract uh, over the next couple of years, someone that he can retain for the next couple of years. So I think that was a factor. And I, I don't think you were getting that with, to bring at, um, although I, I would have, obviously, I, I think a lot of devils fans would have loved to see uh, to bring on this team. And I, I, I sure as heck would love to cover him. Um, Cause I think he's a really solid player, but you know, when it comes to that number two pick, it's, 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 I don't think we'll ever find out an answer as to, you know, how close a deal was on it. But I think it's just interesting from the get go. It was just interesting how, you know, he was, from the beginning saying that he was interested in trading his first rounder. Then when it became the number two pick, he was still, you know, uh, like, like emphasizing that. And so, you know, like I said, 
time will maybe tell. Maybe he'll reveal it someday. But I, I just don't. I, I, I am not able to comment on how close it was. But I can tell you, they definitely took some, like you know, took some phone calls on it. And I, and I thought the, the Fiala thing was interesting too. What he mentioned uh, that, that Minnesota called New Jersey about Fiala, um, and you know that that they had some conversations about it. Whether that was for the number two pick or not, that remains to be seen. But yeah, that 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 trade talk was very interesting to me. You see. I, I know I'm an armchair GM, so I know that, you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> silly I don't season, right? Silly season. Silly. Oh, you do watch the show. Yes. Yeah, I do watch the show, man. Silly, silly seasons. I, I know I'm an armchair GM. I know that I can't, uh, I, I don't know the logistics of how a trade actually goes down, but I just said like for what Kevin Fiala was traded for and also Alex DeBrinket, theoretically the New Jersey Devils could have uh, attained them because Kevin Fiala was traded away for a mid first round draft pick in this year's draft. And also uh, I believe a college player. And I was like, the devils could have offered that maybe next year's first round draft pick or something like that. If you want to leave it protected, unprotected, that that's for them to slug out. But um, Alex DeBrinket essentially traded away for nothing because I did a crossover with my, I'm not sure if you saw the episode. I did a crossover with my, one of my colleagues at locked on Blackhawks. And we were basically talking about a hypothetical trade package. And basically I, I saw that a Chicago reporter was saying like the Blackhawks were demanding for like three first round draft picks or something like that. Cause they were desperate to get back into the first round um, draft after that Seth Jones trade uh, last year. So I was just like, okay, I'll give you next year's first round draft pick. I'll give you a second round draft pick. I'll give you Pavel Zaka as collateral. And I'll also give you a prospect of your choosing, obviously not named Holtz, Mercer or Hughes. But ultimately, it just seems like, and this is the big one, and we'll talk about it momentarily, but Johnny Goodrow, he seems like to be the main target for New Jersey Devils because at this point, I think it's either Johnny Goodrow or Bust or maybe get Tarasenko to save face, but I, I wouldn't mind having Tarasenko on this team either. But before we talk about those respective players, let's talk about what Tom Fitzgerald uh, was talking about in your interview with him because I saw that you were able to uh, ask him a series of questions and uh, basically just try to pick his brain a little bit. What were some of your main takeaways after Tom Fitzgerald and, and you got done discussing? Yeah, I would say just some of the main takeaways were, were some of the points that you brought up already. First and foremost, uh, you know, talking about the, the, um, the Fiala situation, obviously I think that that was fascinating, as I've said. Um, I also think that his answers when I asked him about uh, both Debrinkat and JT Miller were pretty interesting. Like, you know, how he was pretty open about Fiala. And I, it might just be because, you know, he, um, they, he, you know, the trade didn't happen. Um, and at the time we didn't know that the Debrinket trade didn't happen, uh, like with the Devils at least. But basically, you know, I think it was like kind of interesting his answers on that question specifically, like the, the JT Miller and Debrinket one, because he was kind of vague about that, but didn't go into details, or, but did go into details about the Fiala situation. So I like that a lot. Um, or I guess I didn't like the the, the Brinkett and, and JT Miller situation, but I think, you know, this, his openness about the Fiala situation was interesting. Um, the Jesper Bratt trade talks thing was interesting as well, because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, obviously I had been reporting for weeks and I, and I talked to the source. I credited the source there. Um, it was Bratt's agent and the devils. They both confirmed to me that these guys have been talking and uh, the devils even mentioned to me that they they thought that uh, whenever people were talking about a brat trade situation, that it was pure speculation. Um, and that was before Fitzgerald confirmed this in the press conference when, when he said 
you know, he could, he, I could tell you unequivocally, this is quoting Tom Fitzgerald, I could tell you unequivocally, Jesper Brad has not been on a trading block. Uh, and we have, you know, not fielded conversations for him. So basically, yeah, I, I would say all those were interesting takeaways. I think, you know, he, he seems committed to Lindy Ruff too. That was another uh, takeaway that I had, um, you know, just, and that's purely because a lot of the young players uh, like Ruff and they like the way that, that um, he's been developing the players. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously a heavily debated topic. So that's why I wanted to ask him. Um, and all these questions were, were heavily debated topics. So I, I definitely just wanted to get the answer from, from the guy that runs the show. You, you know, and I, mean? I applaud you for that. Sometimes as a reporter, and I speak from experience, sometimes you don't ask the safe questions. You ask the tough questions, the one that yeah. everyone wants to know. So I credit you for that. And I appreciate that, man. And I'll tell you what, like it's, that was my first press conference with the devil. So it was tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Like it was one of those interesting things that you have to kind of, you know, like ump your way through it. Like, you know, do I have the confidence as a 22 year old reporter who, who, who this is his first press conference with the devils uh, to ask a question like this, but I, I, I just, you know, decided like, okay, people want to know this. So who cares? Like, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, uh, did Tom Fitzgerald like tell you what his plans were during the course of the offseason? Because struck out with Fiala, probably the smart thing to do after seeing what Fiala signed for. And then Alex DeBrinket, I think that one will come back to bite us if we don't get a big name free agent. Then obviously they traded for Vitek Vanacek. And um, Tom Fitzgerald said that he was content with Blackwood and Vanacek being the one and two goalie tandem for the Devils this upcoming season. So did he give you any insight as to what his plan is going to be uh, in the next couple of days since the free agency will start on the 13th? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly that we, that we brought up at this press conference, what his specific plans for free agency were obviously can't really comment on that without, you know, <laughs> getting, getting charged for tampering. So that's why I didn't ask that specifics about it. Um, I did ask though, you know, why there was a bunch of teams that, whether it was re-signing some of their RFAs or, um, you know, giving, uh, making trade trades and uh, all, all the other sorts. There was a bunch of moves that were made. Sorry, I just burped. Um, <laughs> there was a bunch of moves that were made in, you know, leading up to the draft. And I was curious, like, why the Devils weren't one of those teams. There was a bunch of teams that did it. Someone put a stat on Twitter that, that, that there was, oh, a number of teams. I can't remember the specific number. But there was a lot. And that's why I asked him, like, why had the Devils not been one of those teams? And he said, you know, there was different priorities at the time. And that's, that's understandable. I get that for sure. I just wonder what this means uh, for free agency for Wednesday, because there's obviously, you know, the we're at, at the time of this recording, there's been a bunch of uh, RFA news that, that's been happening. And this is just the RFA day. You know what I mean? This is just the qualifying offer day. So um, I think Wednesday's shaping up to be pretty hectic. Um, and I, and I'm very curious to see what, what Fitzgerald, uh, you know, what strings he tries to pull on Wednesday, what deals he tries to make. Will he be linked to a Gaudreau? Will he be linked to some of these other top free agents that are out there? I, I'm very curious to see. At the time of recording, I got some breaking news. So Malkin is now going to test the waters of free agency on Wednesday. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just saw that myself, and I just saw Nachuskin is, is, is uh, signing for eight years extension too. What? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron just tweeted that. What's up, guys? Before we continue our talk with Ryan, I want to bring you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from our partners at AG1. It's literally a product that I use all the time because 
I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be happier, I wanted to be healthier, wanted to get my sleep cycle back in order. I'm a very busy person, so I need energy throughout the course of the day, and also it doesn't hurt to be healthy as well. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So once again, I take it to be happier and healthier, but it's a lifestyle is very friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing that's uh, best with AG1, which is it uses best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third party testing. And it's time for you to get your health back in order. So it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out after your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Bet Online. So, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sport betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. But place your bets as to which player will be uh, signing with what team this free agency for the NHL, which is why I'm talking with Ryan and MLB scores. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, let's get back to our discussion with Ryan as we talk everything from free agency and also is it possible that Johnny Goodrow will sign with the New Jersey Devils? Let's take it away once again. Oh, geez. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I guess this leads into our next topic. Free agency, the big one. Ryan, please give me some good news that the New Jersey Devils have a good chance of getting Johnny Goodrow. What have you been hearing? Well, from this isn't even just a what I've been hearing type situation. This is more of a, uh, I, I guess, the entire like like zeitgeist of speculation this offseason has been pointing to Johnny Gaudreau being heavily linked to the New Jersey Devils, whether that's a you know proximity thing or whether that's a uh, just cap space in general thing. I think I I think based on the history of obviously Dougie Hamilton signing with the Devils last year and and uh, them being in on that huge free agent. I think with the cap space this season and with with Tom Fitzgerald's vision, at the end of the day, like him or not, Tom Fitzgerald's job is to improve this team. I know a lot of people think that, you know, he, he's, he's not improving this team, but I'm, a, I'm, one, of the, I'm one of the uh, minority who say that I'm okay with what Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff are doing so far. Didn't mean to cut you off because I feel as though Lindy Ruff has done a great job of developing our young guys. Tom Fitzgerald was the person who was able to, you know, form this team that has so much potential to move forward. So I just want to say I'm not one of those people who just constantly slander Lindy Ruff or Tom Fitzgerald, but uh, continue. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I and I, I respect that because, you know, they have made some some very solid moves. Obviously, the, the Hamilton move is a great move. And, and the way they have developed some of these young prospects has been awesome. Uh, there's no denying that. So I'm very intrigued to see what happens this offseason. Unfortunately, right now, I can't give you any sort of big rumor, big scoop uh, about about uh, any of the pending free agents because Devil's Camp has been has been pretty uh, tight lipped about it. Um, but I, I am very intrigued to see and I, I will you know definitely be working and and trying to uh figure out some of the information that happens this wednesday man I, I really cannot wait to see it what are your expectations for the devils come this free agent period so obviously let's just say hypothetically they strike out on johnny goodrow and they can't get a deal done with tarasenko to bring him over to new jersey what's the plan after that is it just to just you know sign some under the radar players and just stick to what we got or are they going to try to do a trade like uh what what's the overall mindset for the devils in case all goes wrong because Fiala is off the board the Brinkett's off the board since we got uh, uh check seems like Kemper is now off the board um well, what's the overall plan for the devils uh as free agency starts to approach and also Jack Campbell might be off the board now. Yeah. So, so my philosophy on this uh, and my expectations, I guess, for this is that if they miss out on one of those, you know, big hitters in this free agency class, um, like obviously Gaudreau, I think they should go out and, and get some good depth pieces. Cause I think there is talent in this team. Um, I, I think they should obviously, you know, continuously swing for swing for the fences, whether that's, you know, being uh, big players in, uh, for the Palat sweepstakes or or uh, whoever else that may be. Um, the free agency class is kind of weird this year because after I, I feel like after some of the, I guess, you know, quote unquote, big hitters fall, uh, you know, within the next couple, couple of days or a couple of weeks, however long it takes. I think it starts to become a little weak, but I put an asterisk there because I think there's some good depth pieces, uh, you know, on this free agent market. Um, I think there's, you know, some good under the radar players in this free agent market. Um, whoever the devils are linked to this offseason, I don't really want to speculate because because I do I would rather, you know, go check to see if, and check the sources themselves to see if, you know, they're linked. And I know if I speculate a name, some people are going to think that that's, you know, linked to the names. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that there's you know some good depth in this free agent market. And I think the devils could uh, definitely do that as a backup plan, because I, and I think you might agree with this. There's th- this team is, as we've said, up and coming. Um, and maybe this is a year where they they end up having a, a, a even more so of a development surge, um, and Jack Hughes takes an even more of a step, and Nico Heischer takes even more of a step. Um, you know, and you know Dougie Hamilton continues to play well. Um, I think the posi- position wise, they should obviously focus on on uh, the wings and the, and the, uh, the getting more depth on defense. Um, and then, you know, if they want to make more tweaks, to the goalie situation too, they can look at some of the names there. I know Samsonov too. He was another name that, that, uh, they didn't qualify Washington didn't qualify him. So you could be looking at a team that has two Washington capitals, uh, goaltenders, uh, next season. You know, that's, that's as far as the speculation as I will go, but that, that news just broke like five minutes ago. So, you know, that, that I, I have not, uh, confirmed anything there. That's just pure speculation. What if they go after a Samsonov? <laughs> I got you and definitely don't want to put you on the hot seat of any sorts, but Ryan, thank you for taking the time to basically talk uh, rumors happening amongst the devil's organization and what you saw development camp. I think the future is bright for New Jersey devils. Obviously uh, sometimes things don't go according to plan, but no plan is perfect. And I just want to ask you this um, what's best case scenario for the devils. 
best case scenario in terms of next season? Best case scenario in terms of free agency, also next season. What's sure? I, I guess we can make this a two-part uh, question. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love the question. So in my opinion, in my honest opinion, because of the cap space they have, okay, let's say that Gaudreau is worth $10 million a year or, or $11 million a year, whatever the number may be. I'm swinging big for Gaudreau. Uh, if I'm the Devils, I'm swinging big for Gaudreau, okay? I'm going to get him, get him to, you know, his home state in New Jersey. Obviously, he grew up a Flyers fan, but I don't think they have the cap space to do that. Um, no, they don't. I, I'm getting Gaudreau, and then I'm getting, like I said, some good uh, – I think if you get Gaudreau, some of the uh, wing depth does, like, trickle down a little bit. So that that's obviously would be would be a good thing for them. Um, after that, I would say get a little bit more, uh, bolstering on the defensive uh, depth there. And then, you know, I want them to tweak around and, and, uh, you know, I said the other day on, on Twitter, I, I, I did get, uh, you know, attacked for it. And, and, you know, I, I wish I wasn't this sarcastic about it. Um, but it, Tom Fitzgerald said he was content after the Vanacek trade, uh, with the goalie situation. And I didn't, you know, I, I thought that, you know, there might be more to look at i thought that this offseason he would look at the goalie situation and and be overly anxious about it and overly eager about it like thinking okay we got to do everything and make everything work uh to, to to try to prevent what happened last season with seven different goaltenders uh shuffling through there i thought you know maybe there would be more of an effort to go look at some of the you know free agent goalies in the market or maybe the goalies on the trade market um but i would say you know to summarize best case scenario Goudreau depth on the wings depth on depth on defense um and you know maybe another goaltender if they want and then for next season honestly if they could draw a lot of opportunities open up and i and i always point out how much parity there is in hockey you can be uh, i pointed this out on twitter space last night you could be a team like the la kings who who picked quitten byfield with the the number two pick um just a, just two years ago i think um then they ended up making the postseason two years later you know what i mean um so I think this team is 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 not as far off as a lot of people think. I think you know they they underperformed last year, but there was a lot of factors that went into that. Um, but you know that's that that stuff happens, and and they need to build a team that that can uh, get through some of those uh, injury issues that happen, some of the uh, you know dramatic goalie situations that happen. I I think best case scenario next season for this team, oh I would say if everything goes right, they can you know, they, they can threaten uh, as one of the wildcard teams, you know, and, and I, I say that's best case scenario. Yes. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the devils could certainly make the wild card if uh, all goes well, man, this lighting is really starting to annoy me. Uh, <laughs> Mine too. But, yeah. Sunsets in my sunsets uh, uh, in, in my room. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll, you'll understand my frustration. So I apologize in advance, but um, yeah, I think that is best case scenario for the, New Jersey Devils, which is get Johnny Goodrow, get some more depth, and possibly, just possibly, make a wild card position, and then we go from there. Because I believe Johnny Goodrow, um, uh, you know, if he was to keep on pace what he was doing with the Calgary Flames, then he'll be the first Devils player in franchise history to eclipse a hundred plus points. Something that right. Pat yeah. has never done, Taylor Hall has never done. Jack Hughes was on pace to do it had he not gotten hurt. But, you know, that's um, that, that, that's what I want people to basically take away from. And I think that is best case scenario for the New Jersey Devils. So, Ryan, once again, thanks for taking the time to do this. Where can everyone find you at? 
Yeah, Trey. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for having me. You guys can all follow me on Twitter at Ryan Novo sixty two. That's R Y A N R R Y A N N O V O six two. I almost just spelled my own name wrong there. Um, so you can follow me there. Uh, you can subscribe to uh, NJ.com, and that would be a huge help for us. Uh, these subscription numbers have been awesome. If you guys continue to subscribe, it'd be great. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we, we got, we got a party week coming up, man. I mean, it's free agency is a party. It's going to be a stressful mess for, for the two of us, Trey, but um, I, I, for one, am excited for it. I, I think these are exciting fireworks. You know, we, this is an exciting headache to have, I guess. <laughs> Hope for the best, prepare for the worst is what I say frequently on this show. So hopefully <laughs> all goes well for New Jersey Devils. Otherwise, People are going to hear me complain for the next couple of days. I don't think anyone wants to hear me complain. <laughs> very true. Very true. All right. Thanks for doing this, man. Thank you so much, Trey. I appreciate it, man.